Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Today, we head out to Salt Lake City to speak with listener Kate about her Disney cruise on the Disney Wonder. She had a family of six, and this was their very first experience with Disney Cruise Line. So we talk about what they thought of sailing on the ship out there out of San Diego. And uh, we talk dining. We talk having to uh, break up into two staterooms, how that worked out for their family of six, what they enjoyed most on the ships. And spoiler alert, that was the live entertainment because they're a very musical family. Then we talk about their trip to Disneyland this past July focused on seeing Rogers the musical, but also we talk some of the great dining, staying offsite at the Best Western across the street and much more. So you're going to get a little land and sea on today's show. As always, our show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We're standing by this week to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation for no additional cost to you. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link to support us throughout the year. It's one extra click that means a lot to us. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You guys allow us to keep this show going and put out more shows than any other Disney podcast out there. Three, four, five shows a week for just $5 a month. You can support us and you'll get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. Sounds like a win-win to me. Come on over. Join us. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2364 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend and it's time to kick off that first work week here in October. That's right. Hope you enjoyed Friday's podcast. Got you kind of in that Halloween feel we tried to dig deep and find some spooky places around Walt Disney World and try to have a little fun with that. But today, we're going to have a fun trip report. We're heading out to sea on one of my favorite ships, the Disney Wonder. We're going to talk a little run Disney as well, Disneyland, and why the music is essential to all Disney trips and how the Disney 100 celebration could just as well be a celebration of the music as well as the movies. So to do that, we have a fun guest today out in Salt Lake City, Utah. Kate's joining us from her home studio. Kate, happy Monday. How's it going? Happy Monday, Mike. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. This is just such a fun thing. I listen a lot and I just, I love Disney. So I'm excited to talk to little Disney today. Glad to have somebody from the uh, Western side of the country out there. And uh, so give us a little backstory on your Disney fandom. How did it start for you and, you know, finding yourself listening to the show and, uh, you know, where did it all begin? Yeah. So uh, being in Utah, we kind of have, we have a fall break that um, growing up was, was part of the Utah Educators Association. So everybody would kind of flood to Disneyland <laughs> during fall and October was just the perfect time to be there anyway. So we, growing up with my, my dad, he would take us to Disneyland. He was the fun dad. And we had, you know, I realized that he's my age. 
that when he took us, he like I'm the same age that he was, <laughs> and he went on everything. He was on every roller coaster. I mean, it was Space Mountain all the all day long. I mean, it was so fun. So I really got that from my dad and my siblings, and we had such good memories there. So I started taking my kids when they were really little to Disneyland. My husband kind of came on board, and now he loves it. Um, my brother moved to Florida probably 10, 12 years ago. And so we started going to Disney World a little bit more often because I had a niece and nephew out there. And once my kids were big enough to kind of tackle the bigger Disney World, we just started going out there too. So I feel like I kind of do coast to coast a lot. And um, this last year, I we just went on a Disney cruise. And so we were just starting to really explore all the fun that Disney has to offer. And it's great. So today we're going to dive into, basically, we're going to talk about your first Disney cruise that you took at the beginning of this year on the Disney Wonder out of San Diego. So we're going to dive into that. We're also going to talk about a Disneyland trip, which is going to be real fun because you got to see Rogers the Musical, which is rumored to be coming back, I believe, beginning of next year. Possibly. I've, I've seen rumblings. I don't, I don't know if that's confirmed or not. Uh, but you had really a banner year uh, uh, last year as far as Disney trips. I think it was more circumstances from from like what I was reading in your notes as far as like uh, your children participating in events. You're a runner. You're, you're in Club Run Disney. So you run the races so that, you know, a lot of our listeners are, are lizards. They, they run with us. So if you are somebody who runs the races, typically it'll get you down there at world in January, February, April, um, you know, and then November for the, for the races. If you, if you do all four weekends at world, now we got January again in, in Disneyland coming up this year. So just tell us about how that year was, because I think we all maybe have a year like that. I had a year like that a few years back just because of circumstances with Mallory's cheerleading, you know, I did all the races that one year. How did that all come together? And what was that like, especially with you? Because you're not really, I guess you're close to Disneyland, but, you know, still, I mean, a long way from world. It's long. Yeah. So um, we, our cruise is actually a COVID <laughs> pandemic <laughs> re reboot, you know, so we, we stuck that into when we could go. Um, my husband is a CPA and so tax deadlines make a big difference on when he can go with us. And so January just worked out perfectly. And I was already signed up for princess weekend. So I went again the next month, um, with my husband, he did the half marathon with me. That was his first run Disney half marathon or race of any kind. So he's, he's a runner too, but not, he's not the crazy run Disney person that I am. And, and my daughter, my oldest daughter was graduating from high school and she was going to come on princess weekend, but she was in a musical. And so she, we kind of redid her, her trip and it ended up being the end of March spilling into April. So we went with her best friend. So that was really fun to do a tr just a trip with my senior. And then we ended up when Rogers the Musical was announced, we thought, oh, we have to go. <laughs> I absolutely love Disney musicals. It's, it's a really fun entertainment. I love the Hyperion. I think that theater over at California Adventure is just awesome. And so we thought, all right, we have a little break in July that we could head down there really quick for just a two-day um, park day and we'll get Rogers the musical. So we just decided to do that. And then of course we're going for uh, boogie boogie bash yeah. <laughs> in a couple of weeks because we never 
Um, and doing doing this many trips to Disneyland kind of pushed us into the annual pass realm. And I thought, if we're going to ever do it, we're going to do it this year. Because my I have two kids that are actually dancing in the parade at Disneyland in November. So we just had all this stuff back to back. And so it was so great to just be, you know, you do your Disney math and it's like, oh, well, it will just be so much more to our advantage to get the annual pass. And so now we're just going to go a lot because I'm going again in January for the half marathon. So it's, it really has been an awesome, like we just feel really lucky to just be able to go. And it's so fun. My kids are great at the parks. I feel like I've been training them since they were one or so. So I was, I was that person who was like, yes, I'm taking all my kids to the park all the time. And they're, and they're good at it this year. I let my oldest daughter just be in charge. She runs it all. She runs all the Disney Plus. She plans the rides. And I, now I, I used to be the planner, and now I just, I'm along for the ride. It's hilariously fun when you just kind of step back and let your kids do it. It's just great. And I'm just I'm there to buy churros. <laughs> so. hey, I would love to have that role. I wish Mallory would take that over. My oldest daughter, she's she's doing her own thing up in Chicago now. So half the time she's too busy to even travel with us. So she, you know, she went on the cruise yeah. because of course she's like, it's a cruise. I'm going on the cruise, you know, because yeah. that's expensive. <laughs> I was like, if you back out, it'll save me a couple grand, but you know, she didn't back out of that, you know, that's how that is. Well, but <laughs> and we're kind of jumping, we're jumping into that where my my oldest daughter just started college. You know, and so, and I've got, every kid is two years behind that. So we're just going to have some, it's going to start to get to be really hard. So I think we just, we took advantage of this year where we can kind of all be together as a family. And Disney is perfect for that. You just, you have great family memories. And, And the cruise, it was our first cruise as a family. Um, we went on one earlier with our daughter's dance studio, just, you know, probably six years ago now. So I, I, had, I had done, a, you know, Caribbean cruise, but never Disney. So this was our first Disney and our first family cruise with the boys and my husband. So I have four kids, which kind of complicates things when you're planning Disney yeah. because six people don't fit in a room. So we had to actually get two staterooms. Um, so we put the boys on one side and the girls on the other side and... And it was still really fun, but yeah, costly. Yes. <laughs> so, so we probably won't do it very often if we all go together because it's double what it would cost everybody else. So, but you know, that, that fourth kid was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, I like exactly. Yeah. In case they listen. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah the, it's worth it. You know, paid. and he's the yeah. one who I, I asked all the kids what their favorite part of the cruise was. And my youngest one is, is 11. And he said it was the musical. You know, they did they did Frozen and he was in um, his school production of Frozen Junior. He was Oaken. He was so awesome. You know, Oaken gets his own song in that one. But, you know, they did the musical Frozen on the ship. And the the actor that plays Olaf, he's actually a puppeteer. And I just I was so impressed with the the, the theater part of it all. You know, that that was kind of his his favorite part was seeing Olaf, I think, as a puppet. And and the guy who who plays Olaf is incredible. He did a little um a Q&A the next day in one of the lounges and we got to meet him and listen to his story and get the whole and it was just love it. It was just one of those cool unique Disney experiences on the ship that you probably wouldn't get anywhere else. So it was fun. You know, I'm somebody who, I was never into theater or anything like that. I was always, you know, sports guy played, played sports through high school and stuff like that. But I like, I enjoy watching shows, but when I go on a cruise and I've been on many Disney cruises at this point, 
The thing that amazes me is how they take this one theater and use it for multiple performances throughout a sailing and just how they can have so many different sets and how technical it can be with the lighting configurations and you know like one night it's little mermaid and then the next night it can be you know the the golden mickeys you know with all the costumes like how versatile uh, you know i'm more into the technical aspects of how they put this stuff on at sea and not not to mention because we're going to talk about this in a second we got to break down a little bit of day by day on your cruise like the ship is moving, you know what I'm saying? And, and like there's dance numbers going on and, you know, sometimes there's aerobatics, you know, people will be, you know, like swinging from uh, like Tarzan. There's a Tarzan, uh, a, a piece in one of the musicals I saw in one of the ships. I can't remember, but he's like swinging from a big, you know, like, like, like Lanuba kind of like rope thing. Dude, the ship was rocking. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, the, the audience yeah. is kind of going yeah. back and forth. And like, he's like, like swinging from a rope. I'm like, this is all kinds of wild when you actually think about it. But you think you're like on a, you know, you're sitting on Main Street USA watching this on land. We're, we're at sea on rough seas. And this guy's just like, you know, no problem singing along, you know, like no problem at all. Like, you know, you got to stop and think, you know, these, these people are dancing along and the ship's rocking, you know, when, when the show's over and everybody gets up to go up the aisles, like people are just <laughs> you know, like, we can't even get out of the, out of the you know, theater. It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if it's a West coast thing that this was a particularly rocky voyage. I don't know if it was the time of year. So it's January, which was absolutely, I mean, the weather was beautiful, but I've got to say that the ship was moving. So I don't, we don't, we don't worry about sea, being seasick or anything like that. That doesn't really affect us, but uh, yeah, we, they had, they had people flying on stage. They had all kinds. I mean, it was just incredible when, and I think really Disney's they're experts at the spectacle of it all. You know, they're they're it, it feels top notch. You know, it's it's Broadway on the ocean. So yeah. it's it, it really was a great thing. We were we were running on the ship. <laughs> and when I was when I was on the deck, you know, there, there's this really great wooden deck on the Disney Wonder. And you you'd be running, but it would feel like you're running uphill because of the wave. And then when when you went down, it would almost feel like your feet would drop out yep. from below. Like you're like, where's the ground? You know, it was wild. It was a really wild run. So it was fun. I kind of was laughing the whole time, you know, because of trying to run on the waves is what it felt like. Yeah, I, I <laughs> so love running. That's what I missed about the wish because the wish doesn't have a, a complete running track, which so I had to run in the treadmill every morning, which I hate. You know, I mean, I'm a treadmill guy, but. I, I love running deck four on the other ships. And like you say, it's got a kind of a, most of the time on the Disney cruise line ships, I'm just telling you, they're flat as a pancake. I mean, you, you don't have that, but I have a couple times. If you run like on the day you're coming back into port, cause usually they're trying to, that's when the ships usually go in the fastest. Cause they're trying to get back into port like by a certain time. And that was also when that sailing was happening. It was the night, it was the last night of the cruise. They were hauling like through the uh, Gulf, uh, Gulf stream. And so that's why the thing it, it, normally the ship doesn't move at all, but we were just in those circumstances. But like you say, and also when you're running, if you run early in the morning, when the sun's coming up, like you run on one side of the ship and it's kind of dark and then you go around the corner and like you see a sunrise and you go back, it's dark, you know, for a few laps. It's like, God, it's awesome. Like I you kind of feel like an astronaut, like on the international space station or something, you know, like a little sunrise, a little dark like for a couple of laps, like, stupid, but it's fine. Yeah. So how, yeah, you get, so I, let me just ask you this though about practical stuff. So I'll make sure like we get all this things. We got tons to talk about, but you guys yeah. had to break up into two staterooms. How did the stateroom situation work out for like a family of six where you had to do that? I mean, did you guys did it? Was it okay? Would you do anything differently? 
No, I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, we, you know, the kids were all under 18 at the time, so we had to have an adult in each room. And it was actually kind of fun to be with my two girls. So my, my oldest at the time was 17 and my other daughter's 15. And so it, 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 was, it was really great. It felt like we had plenty of space. We all slept really well. We had a veranda rooms, of course, because who, who, who even goes in those inside rooms? <laughs> I don't know. I just I have. You I know what? Got to be careful though. If you get one of those, because I've had, <laughs> I've done them a couple times, man. You, you, you could sleep till noon in those suckers because I mean they are dark as a dungeon. There is no, there is no light in those things. I mean, it could be midnight. It could be twelve noon. You would not know. Those things are dangerous for sleeping. Just saying. But well, and I, you know and I slept. I slept really well on the cruise. Anyway, I was rocked to sleep. It oh was, yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, I feel beds. like I sleep. I sleep better at Disney, whether it's at a Disney hotel or on a Disney cruise. I just there is something about that amazing night's sleep that, that is just great. Yeah, except so. the night before the full marathon, then I don't sleep a wink, yeah. and I need to. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm going to miss my alarm. And God, God, I, I would love to miss that alarm, actually, so I wouldn't have to run 26 miles. <laughs> just get, not, not during dopey. That would stink. You'd miss it. That would stink. Like you, you'd miss it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you would miss it. And I love, I, you know, what? one thing I thought about is with the Run Disney thing is the music there, too. You know, like, there, it's it's incredible. You can, I don't, I don't think I'd want to miss that early morning party. That, that they have. It's such a great, inspiring moment, you know, and, and they, they have different songs for every chorale, you know, every start, they've got a different little theme song and they're all the yeah. Disney songs. I mean, it's just so fun. And John, John yeah. Pelkey it, and, think, uh, and, uh, and everybody's jokes. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong there. Gotta, gotta have them. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a great uh, time. So you wouldn't want to miss that marathon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. My knees, want, my knees want to, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. There, I'm still arguing with them. Okay. Let me, so you, you mentioned the shows were a highlight. How about the dining on the, on the wonder? How did you find that? Cause I haven't been on the wonder since I went on a Caribbean cruise, probably five. Oh man. It's probably been 10 years almost, but <laughs> Mallory was smaller. Yeah, yeah, she's a it's the old, I think it's the oldest ship. It's the oldest ship, right? It's well, like the, ma no, the magic's old. the oldest ship, but yeah, it's the second oh, magic's oldest ship. The oldest ship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, it was great. We had, we had Tiana's Tiana's place, which was really fun. It's a live band. So again, the music is great. My oldest son, just, he said that was his favorite thing was Tiana's because they, you know, they come out and they sing, during dinner it's it's fabulous and then they have animators palette which is really cute too that's a really fun one so we were we were able to do all the dining and i, I mean it's great my um, my one daughter is a total foodie so she just she loved the variety on the ship she absolutely loved it and then my youngest son is super picky so it's you know he's he's probably like your girl's chicken nuggets yes. french fries <laughs> and they'll you know your servers are great it was just it was a fantastic dining experience that, you know that's a, that is a great thing about cruise you ever know to cruise like if you have a picky eater it's awesome because you can get, like send them to like pluto's snack shack or whatever it is on that ship you know in the dream and the fantasy it's uh like flo's v8 cafe on the back of the ship you know sandwiches pizza slices hot dogs hamburgers you know plain if you want them whatever yeah, so that, but then you could have fancy foods, you know, up in cabanas or bleach blanket, blanket or whatever, top ciders, whatever, you know, the buffet is. So that's fun. You did something too that was interesting in one of your ports. You mentioned luxury sale and snorkel. You said worth every penny. This might be something to mention for folks that are doing this West Coast out of San Diego sailing. Yeah, so West Coast. 
I mean, there's no Disney private island, so I think it really is worth getting an excursion. And and of course, we we waited such a long time to do this cruise that we were we were ready for the splurge. And so we went out on a sailboat. There was there were probably 12 passengers on this open bow sailboat, and we went snorkeling. You know, we went probably 45 minutes to a really amazing place to do snorkeling and just beautiful water in Cabo. I mean, it's just fantastic. And then on the way back is when they really opened it up and we sailed and the, the boat would tilt, you know, they were like <laughs> sailing, you sail sideways basically. And so we were almost, we were almost up standing vertical as we were laying down on the, on the boat. We were you know, we were tilted a little bit and it's, it's a, it's huge adrenaline rush. You know, my kids loved it. My husband loved it. I mean, it was just, it was worth it. It was just thrilling to sail out in the middle of the ocean. Just, it, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, they, they gave us lunch. The food was amazing. And it, you know, we saw whales while we were out there. It was just this amazing say I love, and I love being out on the water anyway. Yeah. I love, I like swimming out in the ocean and being out on the water. It's just, it was fantastic. So it took, you know, it was super, it was the early morning we left where, you know, there were 12 people on the boat. So we were half the boat, you know, there were six <laughs> of us. So it was most, <laughs> we, there were just a couple other people like <laughs> hanging out Kate's with us. Crew and, and Kate's crew yeah. and a few others. <laughs> it almost it kind of felt kind of like a private excursion. So it was a lot of, it was a really a lot of fun. And, you know, our, um, like our, our, our captain was amazing and his first mate was like the DJ. So they played a lot of music on the boat. So it was really well worth it. And so, and then we just got right back on the ship. It took the whole day. So it was just, it was awesome. So we didn't really explore Cabo. We just explored the ocean. Around Cabo. I mean, that's why so you're there really though. Like, I mean, I want to be in the ocean too. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm landlocked in Missouri. I love, like, I just want to see the ocean. I want to be in the ocean, you know, cause I just don't ever, People live, you know, in like Carolina or, you know, Georgia, where you can drive to the ocean. They're always kind of like, eh, you know, it's like, no, man, I'm like, I never get to see the ocean. Like water to me is the Mississippi river and it's brown and gross, you know, like you just drive over it on the bridge and the highlight of that, you get to go to Illinois, Buh, who cares? You know, like I want to be out in that ocean, man. It's awesome. It's beautiful. And like, that's it. I want to play. And I think I've yeah. seen that on the amazing race, those boats that kind of tip up like that. That looks wild. Like, you know what? Sign me up. I mean, as long as I know they're not going to kill me. Like, I guess you guys had like live fests on and stuff. I mean, no, I'm, no, no. Oh my God. <laughs> I, they could probably give you one if you're uncomfortable with it. We, yeah, my my two boys sat back in the in the back of the boat with the captain, in back of the sailboat with the captain. So they were on benches, but we were seriously on the bow of the ship, almost vertical at that point. International <laughs> so, waters, yeah, anything I, goes. I've also been on a boat uh, between Nassau and Paradise Island, where there were I know there were way too many people. I'm <laughs> just saying it was. <laughs> I was like, this, that boat is saying this put another person on this boat is not going to float. I'm just saying like, but we were not in the States. So. so it was an adventure, you know, and with, with teenagers, I mean, my kids are they're now they're like 12, 14, 16 and 18. They they're ready for that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. So it was, it, was it was perfect. It was the perfect adventure for them. So unforgettable, totally unforgettable. It's probably. My definitely my husband's favorite part. My favorite part was this short excursion. See that, and, and that's how I know, know I'm getting older because I didn't never even check for life vests like ten years ago. Like I never that would never popped into my head. Now I'm like life vests. <laughs> I gotta stop this. So one of the other things you did because oh, one of my favorite parts of a Disney cruise, Paolo, your husband and yourself got to just let the let the kids fend for themselves for a couple hours. Right, went up to Paolo, or did you have for dinner, or what? What'd you do? 
Yep, we did. Br- we did brunch. Brunch. We did brunch. That's my and favorite. My that's that's a pro. That's a pro move right there. Brunch is the yeah, best. I was. I was kind of secretly glad my oldest was not 18 because she would have interrupted our nice romantic date (laughs) because she was, and I would have said, yeah, come with us. My my daughter comes with us. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Paige comes with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and our, and our server was so cute that she, you know, she kept suggesting, well, here, try this and here, try this. They just kept bringing us food. It was amazing. It's probably one of the best waffles I've ever had. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was all, it was spectacular. So yeah, Man. I wouldn't have passed up on that. So great. after the, so I mean, is this something you guys are looking? Let me just say too, just for folks that are listening, because we, we don't talk much about the Wonder God of San Diego. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise, just here's putting on my travel agent hat for just one second. This is a an itinerary that Disney Cruise Line will aggressively discount and have really good rates. So if you're ever wanting to get on a Disney Cruise Line ship and give it a shot, and you're based out of you know somewhere like west of the Rockies where you can get get over there pretty easily. I'm telling you, this is a good itinerary to take. I mean, did you, you guys have a good time? But, I mean, this is one of the ones. It's a lot less expensive than sailing out of Port Canaveral. You can really kind of get yeah. your feet wet. That's a terrible pun. but We had a great time. I'm glad we did that for our first cruise, for sure. And, you know, it it does – the wonder goes up to Alaska in the summer, mm-hmm. and then it's in – in Cabo for the winter and it oh my gosh January you know kind of when you're in that the the lull after Christmas but it's just the perfect time to go it was it was just amazing so we kind of we cut back on our Christmas a little bit and we we splurged in January and it it honestly was the best thing to look forward to at the beginning of the year it was it was amazing um one one thing was the the harbor there in San Diego we stayed there's a there's a Marriott right across the right across from the Disney port. So we stayed at the hotel right across the street. We were, we drove from Utah. And so we parked our car there and we actually paid, paid a little, little extra to let them keep our car in their, in their parking garage. And that was well worth it. Cause we just, you know, we just walked off the ship the last day and walked across the street with our luggage, grabbed our car and left, you know, it was the, the smoothest, easiest thing. So if you, if you want to, if you want to go into San Diego and maybe stay a couple days, I'd suggest staying across the street at the residence Inn by Marriott because it, we, you know, we got to see the ship pull in in the early in the morning, you know, right outside our hotel window, we could see it and that, Man, oh, doesn't they get you so, so jazz? Doesn't they get you so jazzed though? Because like I've, I've done the same thing staying at Port Canaveral. We've stayed at Cocoa Beach, and like you see the ship coming in, and you know, like oh, tomorrow we're on that ship. And so we've had dinner at a place called Fish Lips. It's right at Port Canaveral. It's like you're looking at the ship, like oh, tomorrow, you know, tomorrow night or tomorrow morning we're getting on that ship. It just there's such an excitement and anticipation. It's even more than going to like Walt Disney World or Disneyland for a cruise for me. It's it's like amped up times ten, I guess, because you can yeah. actually see it come in and go out. Like there's a like a manifestation of it moving in, moving out, kind of thing. Possibly, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind it's of a nut amazing. That way. But you yeah. also, real quick, you guys said you spent a day in San Diego and you had a great time. Scott, I swear, Scott thinks he's a, he's like adopted San Diego as his second hometown. He loves going to San Diego so much so that when he goes to Disneyland now, he flies into San Diego. So that he can just kind of be down there for like a day and just go around. He's got it now. He's got a favorite Mexican place that Monkey Man Jonathan uh, Ramirez from Canada has told him about to get tortillas and all this. He just loves. He wears one of those San Diego Padre alternate journeys jerseys that's so ugly that 
bright pastel colors. I hate that thing. But he wore, he wore it on the cruise, the podcasters. But he loves San Diego. He's always raving. I've not been to San Diego yet, but I mean, you said the same thing. Just a great place to explore if you're going to do this. Maybe do a day or two. Yeah, so we went, to, we went to Old Town, San Diego, which we hadn't been before. I, you know, I have I have ancestors that that help build San Diego. So, you know, we did a, we did a little family history digging and fun things like that with San Diego. But we, um, when our kids were really little, we would take, we'd take them to Legoland. <laughs> so that's a really, that's a really fun place, but your kids have to be kind of in this golden yeah. age of like five, between five and 10 years old to really love Legoland. I mean, we love Legos still, but that, I mean, that's something that we that you don't want to miss if you're going into San Diego and you've never been there. If you've got a family, it's, it, that's, and they, they do amazing, um, Halloween stuff <laughs> at Lego Land. It's kind of fun. So we, there are some, there are some really great things to do in San Diego and that the weather is just incredible. That's what I've it's, heard. Yeah. Know, uh, I gotta get there. You, know, you, you talk so much about Florida and how hot everything is. No, oh man. Just... It's so hot. It, this year, this year it was just like, took the cake. I mean, this year, I mean, it wasn't just hot. It was like it was trying to kill you hot. Like it was just, whew. man. It was that. It was that way in St. Louis though too. Like it was. You could. I, I couldn't escape it this year. Like it's a wonder that I made it to the fall. I'm just glad I'm still with us at this point. But you did hot take though. You said there's a better churro in San Diego than Disneyland. Now that's yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. You, you, you got to be careful. You're talking to a Disney audience here. Now we're getting ready to talk Disneyland here next. So. Hot take. Well, and I and I and I try every churro. I love <laughs> churros. And I have to tell you that if you go to Old Town San Diego, there is a place that they make churros, and it, it's the best churro I've ever had. So, so don't so don't just pass don't pass that up either. It's okay. a, it's a uh, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw it in there because every good podcaster has to have one hot take per episode. So that yeah. I had to hit hit my. Uh, there, hit the quota. Okay, Annabelle. Okay, so let's talk about going to Disneyland. He did this in July, so just a couple months back again to see Rogers the Musical. Because you mentioned you enjoy the Hyperion Theater and you're into musicals and all that. So, but you, you want to save some money, so you didn't stay on site this time. You stayed at the Best Western across the street. So, talk to our because we got a lot of Florida, you know, Walt Disney World listeners, and a lot of folks are going out to Disneyland for the first time, just like I did last year. Yeah. Tell us what that's like staying off site, but right across the street. What was that like? Was it, how'd you feel about that? Oh, it's yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's fine. You know, I, I gotta say, I love staying on property. I stayed at all three of the hotels and they're, they're amazing. If, if you're my, my kids now are, are let's rope drop to close. Mm -hmm. And so we don't spend a lot of time over the hotel. We really just need a place to crash. And I mean, we crash hard now, so we don't, we don't stop in the middle of the day and even go take a break or anything like that. So we, we don't spend much time at the hotel. So we really just need a place to sleep. So there's a, there's a couple really good ones. I love staying at the Marriott across the street and it, it almost feels closer than walking from the Disneyland hotel. I mean, it is close. That's crazy. So, cause I mean, yeah, I, cause I've only awesome. stayed at the Disneyland hotel and that's, I mean, cause yeah. I'm a world guy, right? I'm like, God, this is so close. You know, cause like I'm yeah. used to saying to pop century where it takes 20 minutes by bus. You know, like, I'm just like, I can't and believe it. It's the, unbelievable. Yeah. The best Western is right at the side at the crosswalk. So honestly, you walk out your hotel room and you cross the street. I mean, there is, Disneyland you is can't amazing. Get closer. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't get any closer to Disneyland than right there, I think. But, you know, I prefer the Grand Californian. We've stayed there before, too. And honestly, nothing beats that entrance into California Adventure. I mean, it, 
it's just, yeah, seriously. There, there's nothing better than that, but I can't, I mean, obviously I'm going way too much to Disneyland. So we're just, we're just kind of mixing it up a little bit. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll we're, we're, Cause we're getting that question a lot for the race weekend, right? Like, you know, cause for one thing, everything's filling up like fast yeah. and there's not a lot fast. left. So we're looking at, you know, good neighborhood hotels and, Again, with races and logistics and how tired you're going to be, you know, I think a lot of people are going to have to look at like, okay, this time you might not need to stay at Disneyland Hotel or Grand California. And you might want to look at like Scott saying at the Fairfield, that's his like go to good neighbor hotel. Now I'm booked. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm booked at the Disneyland Hotel because I love it. Like I've only, that's the only place I've ever stayed my two times there. I'm staying at the Villas, uh, one of the deluxe studios to ch- try that out. Now, do I need to do that? Pro- am I going to stay there? I'm booked there. I might switch out. I'm having this internal well, conflict every day. So I I ran um, the Tinkerbell half back in 2015, I think was the last time I ran in Disneyland. And we stayed at the Howard Johnson, which is, which is across the street, but a little further closer to I-5. You know, it's a little further down the street, so it's a little more of a walk. It, it was fine on, on the race day. You know, it's... You want you want to walk a little bit at the end anyway, but it's not it's nowhere near like Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> Walking back I to your hotel, like it. Well, seriously, I will be fine. But it, I also I don't know. I, I I got that world thing in me on site. Like I don't need that. I gotta I just gotta get that barrier out of my head. But we'll we'll see. Okay, so getting into the trip though, I want to jump into this. You didn't make any reservations for dining. You just kind of nope. came to stuff as you went. You did Pim's Kitchen. It says here you did flows. Yeah, Pimp's Kitchen, though, is a cute little place over in Avengers Campus at DCA. We ate there, too, when we went there uh, last July. It's cute. I mean, it's yeah, good it, food and kind of like, uh, it's visually appealing with the small and the big. Yeah, we have to get that big pretzel every time. Yeah. And <laughs> the little fork. Share it yeah. And uh, yeah. I can't it's, remember what I got, but some had like a little fork and all, some of the stuff was teeny tiny. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. It was it's, just cute. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Pim's test, test Kitchen is great. We we don't usually get ADRs. I mean, we've we've eaten at probably all of the places by now with me taking my kids. So when we when we go, we really just there's so many different like options now that you that if you don't want to do dining reservations or if it's too hard to get, you know, sometimes there's so few options inside the parks now that ADRs are hard, you know, mm-hmm. so you can, you really can get some great food in California without having to have an ADR. So a lot of times we won't, we won't even do that at all. Now we, this, this last trip is what kind of pushed us over the edge to get annual passes. And so I'm really excited to try like the, there's like a magic key holder terrace for you know, annual passes only. So that's probably the only ADR that we'll get in the coming year, but everything else, you know, I, if I could do blue Bayou all the time, I would. Oh <laughs> yes. The place so good. The Monte Cristo and a hurricane. That's the win right there. Oh man. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. So it's good, but really, I mean, we're, we're snacking a lot. There's always some kind of, you know, I'm excited for all the Halloween options. I'm excited for the Christmas options. There's you, you don't go hungry even if you don't oh, have an ADR. No way. So. I like yeah. the hungry bear too. I don't know why. I just like the atmosphere of it. I, it's just it's chicken sandwich, but the chicken sandwich tastes so stinking good. I think because I was like at Disneyland and I was in Frontierland. I was like, I'm in my happy place. Yeah. Chicken sandwiches well, taste and, better. And we do. We'll do like the, I'm excited for the new San Francisco to open. That's usually where we would eat. We'd go. It used to, you know, just be um, all of the California mm-hmm. options right there to when it was, when it wasn't so Disney themed everywhere and that we'd eat there every time. So I'm excited to try that in our next, 
our next trip, but it wasn't open in July. So, well, but so Rogers, we, the musical was. Well, <laughs> well, actually, we were there the July previous and we ate there. I think I had a sourdough bowl with like clam chowder or something in it in July. Like, I mean, but here I was, I, I don't care. I love that stuff. Like it, I tore it up. Was, no, should was you perfect. be, should you be eating that in July in a theme park? Absolutely not. But there I was and it was good. So had to give it a shot. So now let, let's talk about that. Rogers, the musical, cause that's why you were there. This primary focus, you did the VIP experience for this. So what did that entail? And tell us about that. Because again, like I said, I thought I saw that they're possibly bringing this back. Yeah, so we we rope dropped it because we wanted to make sure that we were able to get it. It was it was honestly, I think it, it was like a hundred dollars per person. Um, so there were five of us, so that was a little pricey. But we, I'm you know, we're like, okay, this isn't going to be here very long. Let's just try it. So we we had great early access. One one thing that wasn't so great in July was they have they gave us like a lounge out in front of the Hyperion Theater with with um, just couches and umbrellas and you can kind of take your time and come and go. But it was so hot that you just didn't want to sit outside. I mean, there really weren't, it was hot. It was, it was July. And we, we decided to buy the, the show for like the 145 show. I think they had like four shows a day. So we were right in the middle of the hot of the day. So we didn't really linger there, but they had some great picture opportunities and um, we got a popcorn bucket and a drink and things like that. So I don't, I don't know that you would need to, by the VIP. Um, I think by July, all of the seats were, I mean, was, there's not a bad seat at the Hyperion, but we did get early seating. So we got to sit, you know, we were front and center. So the, our seats were amazing, but you know, if, you, if you're showing up, they had a, I think they had a virtual queue that you could do if you didn't want to do the VIP thing. And I think everybody who wanted to see the show got in the show. So I didn't, I didn't, we didn't really experience a lot of problems there, but that, the theater's big. So it was, I think there's plenty of seating and everybody who wanted to see it during the day could see it. So I, I hope they bring it back. It's a really fun experience. You know, I, I remember being in that theater when they did Aladdin and it was, it was a fantastic musical. You know, it was funny. Um, they, they've just done really good shows in that theater. And so I, I wish, like, even if it's just in the summer, I wish there was a show going there when we're there. It's such a, I think not everybody goes to Broadway. Not everybody will go to a musical when they're even touring in their towns. And so when they're at Disney, it's such a great little break because they kind of truncate the show to be shorter. You know, it's only 20 minutes because they really want you out buying snacks and riding rides and doing other things. But it's such a great little break during the day and it's entertaining. So I think there's really good value to stopping during the middle of your park day, especially like that 145 time when you're tired, yeah. <laughs> like we were. And it was it was kind of the perfect time to do that. So, well, you know, and you mentioned this, I think it's like, a you know, there's so many ways that this is a win to have something in that theater going all the time, right? Especially at Disney's California Adventure, one, the parks, you know, basically in Hollywood and Anaheim, you know, where you probably have an abundance of talented performers, you know, and people that are wanting to make their mark that would be very willing to try to get the exposure and perform. And you have a very deep talent pool. So I bet you those shows are amazing. And plus, you're going to have a lot of folks. I know it's a locals park. But I still think from what I'm seeing in my line of work and from what I'm doing personally, I know that it's a locals park, but I think Disneyland is being more over the last five to 10 years, probably it's expanding to people like me, you know, coming from Missouri. I, I think it's becoming more of a nationally 
you know, accessible park. People are going there, not just in Southern California anymore. People are going there from around the country. And, you know, like I've, I'm not a musicals person, but if I'm in that park, like you say, in July and it's hot, I might go in there. Just like you say, it's hot. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, it's something to do. You know, it's open and I could be exposed to, you know, Rogers the musical. I don't know what that's about, you know, watch it. And then I'm exposed to, you know, this Marvel property. I've, I've never seen a Marvel movie in my life, but you know, I think it's funny. I go home, I watch it, you know, Oh, that's cool. You know? And then all of a sudden I'm hooked into this whole Marvel universe, you know, and they got me for, you know, 50 movies and all, you know, all the stuff that goes, there's just so many ways that I think that, and that's what Disney does. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about as we kind of wrap this up was the, one of the hooks in your email was that you come from a very musical family. Obviously you said your kids love the musicals. I'm looking at you right now in the video, you're in your studio where you teach music and you have violins on the wall. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Like your studio, I can see it. And the, one of the things you said in the email was that the celebration that Disney's doing with Disney 100 is basically the 100 years of Disney animation and the Disney movies. But you think it could just as well be 100 years of Disney music, starting with steamboat, steamboat Willie. And that really stuck with me when I read the email, because if you take away the music from all these animated shorts and all these movies and musicals and, you know, even things like illuminations at the parks, you know, like those fireworks without, without the music wishes, without the music, even, um, you know, Philhar magic without a score, you know, or it's a small world without that song. I mean, you're, you're left with something that is far <laughs> less than what the, the whole, you know, you just don't have anything without that, without the music. And I, when you said that it is just stuck with me that we should be celebrating the music just as much as the animation in the movies. And so I just wanted to speak to that for a minute because I haven't heard it said that way. And I think it could not be more true. You nailed well, it. And I think that's, that's really what sets Disney apart from other entertainment companies or theme parks or whatever. It's, it really is the music, whether it's the background loop, you know, the pirates, when you ride pirates, it's like, oh, this is a musical experience. And your, your emotions and your love get, you kind of get attached to a lot of that stuff. It's why we just keep going back. It's why we love, it's why we all love Disney. You know, it's why when you're sitting there watching the fireworks with your, with your son or your daughter, and you, you just start to tear up and the music gets you. It's great. It's a wonderful emotional experience. And Disney does it so well. So I, you know, I think I've, I've heard Pam talk about this a lot too on your podcast a lot that she, she, cause she knows a lot of the movies and the music and things like that. And my, you know, my kids grew up with it. I grew up with it. You know, my parents grew up with it at this point that, that it really has been a, a, a fantastic musical experience, you know? So I, it's, I think it's why I'm okay with when, you know, they announced that most everything's going to be IP, that they're just going to use a lot of the, the worlds that they've created. I, I think I'm okay with that because Disney does have all this, this arsenal of characters and songs that they could put in with everything. You know, even when you're not, even, you know, you can ride something like the Incredicoaster and not really pay attention, but the, the music that's happening in the background in just that ride, I think is phenomenal. You know, I, I wrote it when it was California Screaming and it did have a, a song with it, kind of like the rock and roller coaster in Florida. But now with the Incredibles soundtrack, I mean, all, all of the, move, the, you know, the two movies for the Incredibles, that's what you think of and you're attached to that. And you, and it, you get so much more immersed in, in the fun of that just from the soundtrack. So I think, I think that's one thing that 
that Disney just does remarkably well. And so you get it on the cruise, you get it on, on the rides, you get it in the restaurants, you know, there's, there's always some kind of background loop happening and it's just, and it's, it makes your theme park experience that much better. And what it can't does, go to other theme parks. Yeah. And what it does too, is like when you're at home, and, and, you know, I'm sure you're exactly like me. I mean, I used, we used to have the radio station, Magical Mouse Radio, for years and years where we played the music 24-7 until the licensing and all that got changed by Congress. And, um, you know, it, you hear a track and it takes you immediately to a memory. You know, like I would hear Illuminations and it would take me to this night standing in Norway in 1999 at the Millennium Celebration. You know, it wasn't just... Oh, that song's coming on. You know, is that one part, you know, do, 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 you're like the pre illuminations, you know, and like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it takes me back to this like time and place. And I think the, the theme park music really does that takes you, you know, to, oh yeah, this is from then, you know, the, the, you heard it probably a hundred times on many, many trips, but a lot of times it takes you back to a time and a place and a specific memory. But you know, you're, you're so true about, you know, the movies and stuff too, but there's a couple songs that I really really hit home with me is a runner. I bet it's true for you. Whenever I hear the song, go the distance from Hercules. I mean, like I'm an emotional dude. I try not to be that way on the show, but if you know me, like if you're around me a lot, I mean, I can't hold it back on that song. And that song comes on during any of the fireworks shows. Like I think it's in happily ever after. I know it was an enchantment. Dude, I'm a mess. Like every time I hear that song, that just that tears me up. Mallory makes fun of me every time. She's like, dad, there's your song. You're going to cry. I'm like, stop. Just stop because that song, because it's just so true. Like it's, you know, you just want to make it. And there's a song that used to be in world of color. And I never got to see world of color, the original show back in the day, but I love the soundtrack because we used to play it on the radio station. And there's a song called so close. And I think it's from enchanted. Is that, does that sound right? Think- Do you know the movies? Cause I, I remember watching that with the girls. It was kind of like half, half cartoon, half like re- action. Mm-hmm. Is it like a like Sid Rock come it's, to life in New York or something? Yeah, uh huh. It's mostly like live action. Yeah, yeah. It's a little cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so gotta get you to watch more movies, Mike. I know, but I do remember watching <laughs> that one with Paige when she was little. It, but there was like a there's a song in there called "So Close," and like we'd play it on the station, and it's like just the story. Like it's such a good song. Like it's it's an obscure song. You don't hear it very often, but I have it on my like phone. And it's just in my shuffle of a thousand, a couple thousand songs. When it comes on, I'm just like, oh man, it tears you up. It's such a good song. But you're right. Like it's a celebration of, and it takes me back to watching that movie with, you know, with Paige when she was little. And it's, you know, it's a love story, but it, you know, it's just one of those things like, God, man, music can wreck you. It can, it can pump you up, like, like go the distance. It can empower you. It, it, it really does bring out the human emotion and nobody does it like Disney in my, in my book. It's great. Right. And I, and I think, you know, Walt Disney knew that when he, when he started with those early cartoons and the, the music was just, was top notch. And he made sure that there were, you know, that he made a musical every time he made a show, made a cartoon. So it was, I think that's, that's been just the, the high point of, of Disney 100 for me is, is 100 years of music. It's just incredible. My student, my students love it. You know, I teach it to all my kids. I teach them Disney songs and I think everybody just relates to it and they, they all attach happy memories to it. And it's a great, it's a great thing. And that's what it's all about really. I mean, you're, yeah. it's about creating memories and when you can come home with a souvenir of, of a memory and then you get to get to relive it every time that song comes on the radio or on your phone 
or you just encounter it again, you know, 20 years down the line, you know, like I said, I mean, you don't think about it at the time, you know, you're going through the parks as a single person with your significant other, it's just you two. But then 25 years later, you might be taking, you know, your grandkid or 30 years later, your grandkids with you and you hear that same song. And it's like, oh my gosh, I remember when, but it takes you right back. That's why music's awesome. And I'm glad you brought that up because yes, I'm now going to think of it as a hundred years of Disney music as well as it, because it, it needs to be celebrated just right alongside, not below, not above, equal. That's exactly what it is. What a great show. Kate, I appreciate you taking the time and, uh, Man, you still have a lot of this year left, a lot of fun. So have fun down at Oogie Boogie Bash. That's going to be a blast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I love the trip reports. So uh, I'm excited to do it. All right. Well, we'll see you in the corrals too in January. Uh, if I if I make it through Dopey and uh, a thousand or so mile plane ride after, I don't know what I'm thinking. What? Who scheduled all this stuff so close together? Like, whose idea was this? Like, do you know? Like, what what are they thinking? <laughs> no. Uh, runners are, are insane. So it you're gonna be awesome. My you're gonna just, you're gonna feel so good. Oh. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. You're gonna get that coast to coast medal and you're just gonna love it. And then you'll be like, I could totally do this again. God help whoever's sitting next to me on the plane, because I'll be going out there by myself. Cause it, it's at least 50-50. I get a Charlie horse on that plane because I'll have run 48 yeah. miles and probably not drink enough water. And I'll be up there like Oh, cause you know, I can feel them coming on. I'll be like, Oh no, oh, don't scream and make this plane land somewhere like in Denver or something. <laughs> cause I'll be on the news. <laughs> It'll be bad, yeah. but you know, well, you'll be the first to know cause you'll be out there. Okay. Thanks for taking the time. Really? What a fun trip report. I appreciate it. And, uh, have a great Halloween down in Disneyland. Thanks Mike. All right. Don't forget our show is brought to you by the magic for less travel. We'd love to help you plan your next Disney adventure, whether it's the Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line, or adventures by Disney Just swing by the website today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. When you shop online, that one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's be our slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on social media at be our guest Mike, Instagram, Twitter, X, and Threads this week. I'd love to talk to you over there. And Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, we are live with the BOGP open line. Scott joins me. We take your calls and have a good time for an hour. It's the show where you are in charge. So join us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. All right, we're going to get out of here and wish you a great week. So for Kate out in Salt Lake City, I'm Mike here in St. Peter's, Missouri. You guys have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.